It is indeed a pleasure to have this privilege to play here for you. And we, we intend to give you a very fine program, so just settle back, relax, and enjoy the moment. 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 Well, hello. Thank you for joining me, Candice. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, can you go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and uh, what you do? Of course. Uh, my name is Candice Livingston. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I am a teacher. I teach seventh grade social studies. The long name for the subject is contemporary culture, 1600 to modern day or present day. Essentially, it's uh, the second half of um, world history, or people call it modern world history. Um, I am from Georgetown, South Carolina, so I'm a black woman from the South with an F. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what else you want me to. No, share. that's no, a, that's a little bit about me, and I'm 24 years old. So oh, that's awesome. A- no, that that was that's perfect. I just want folks to um to get a sense of who they who you're who they're listening to, and uh, like I mentioned off mic, it's important that. Um, I center the vo- the voices, uh, center the perspective of Black women during this uh, COVID nineteen pandemic, and um, uh, one of the one of the harder hit areas, or one of the harder hit resources. I don't, I don't even know how to qualify schools, but you know, um, mm-hmm. it's such an important resource our, our public school system is. Um, so public schools have been hit hard by the the um, school closures that took place, I believe, in Charleston County and throughout the state. Mm-hmm. on monday correct correct yeah and so i just wanted to know like oh, how how's it been hitting teachers uh, specifically uh well the first thing i want to say because i'm sure there are several um parents or caretakers or guardians or sisters who brothers nephews whoever who are listening and who have um children who go to school in ccsd um so i want to first say that your your child's teacher should um, have some sort of um, experience operating in like a distance or with distance learning um, or with online learning. So I just want to put that out there for parents or guardians who may be kind of uneasy about this um, and maybe thinking like, how is my child and how is my how is the teacher going to be available is the teachers are the teachers really going to be as accessible as they say they are um and i want to go ahead and say you guess and if you see that your child or the child that you interact with their teacher is not as accessible um as they um presented themselves to be hold them accountable for that um because we are told that we are obligated during this time and honestly before this <laughs> to be accessible to all of our students so just putting that out there first off oh, no. um, and then um what what specifically did you want me to touch on because i already told you i didn't want to start babbling so no. <laughs> so no. the, the specific your specific question again i just wanted to put that disclaimer out there first no i, I think that's important because i think maybe there are folks who aren't as familiar with distance learning i know for me um, you know, um, I'm, I'm older than you, of course, but, uh, you know, I, online classes, online courses is something I got familiarity, uh, with, um, in college. So in undergrad. Mm-hmm. And so, um, many, many, maybe many teachers, um, who graduated and entered the 
teaching field after me, they probably either from a student experience have that familiarity, but right. also I'm assuming that that's something that was encouraged or taught as you um, navigated your teaching education. Um, yes. Uh, and my, my past was a little bit different. So a lot of it I learned as I entered um, or did like on my own, like with research um, or through research, excuse me. But yeah, we, we have experience with it, especially um, teachers who teach in, for lack of a better word, um, pretty diverse schools or in diverse settings. Because um, we have students who are homebound or students who may be out of school for indefinite periods of time um, that we are obligated to um, implement distance learning with. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, that's good to know. And I think that is probably a concern for some folks. Like um, I'm all, I'm always just skeptical. We had a um, someone running for governor um, during the, the last gubernatorial race who was a huge proponent of distance learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was a little skeptical because they were, it sounded like they wanted to replace the teachers with robots. It sounded a little, <laughs> you know, um, it sounded like, well, I think what that, what that candidate was proposing was that you put a television screen or a screen in the classrooms and just have students, um, be, uh, taught via, via that. And, um, I don't think that's the type of, <laughs> that's the type yeah. of, <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so it sounds like, um, you know, when the governor, uh, issued the closings for all public schools. It sounded like your school system, Charleston County Schools, had a plan in place. Um, can you just walk me through that? Like, what what were you told, or how were you told to prepare? Uh, so, CCSD, from what I've heard, because like I said, I'm still a novice in this game. I've only been teaching for uh, two and a half years in CCSD. So, what I'm told is they're kind of always late to the game in regards to stuff like this, but in this uh, instance, it really was out of their hands, right? Because we were all waiting on word from the governor. So we can't necessarily put this all on CCSD. But so uh, teachers were basically waiting on the word from the governor. And then we knew that CCSD would push out information. So before that, um, depending on what, part of CCSD you taught in or teach in, you had, or we had a very limited knowledge of what was happening. Um, Our principal essentially told us on Friday in like an emergency meeting in the morning um, that it was possible that schools may close. Um, They were still working on some plans and that we should essentially go ahead and try to curate some lessons or go ahead and start working on assignments that we could assign at the drop of a dime because no one knew what was going to happen and when it was going to happen. So we were told that on Friday and then um, he kind of said, you know, prepare for, we were just told to prepare but several teachers were unable to do that that day because we had another meeting right after that, um, like an IEP meeting. So a lot of teachers weren't able to use their planning on Friday to prepare the assignment. So a lot of teachers either use their weekend time um, or Sunday to prepare essentially um, a minimum of two weeks worth of assignments for students. and. I know at our school and on my team, we really wanted to keep 
um, accessibility and equity in mind when it came to planning assignments. So we weren't, I'm trying to remember when we became aware of the schools no, being no. able to be open for students to come. No, it, it sounds like, it, well, it sounds like you kind of have to be resourceful and kind of not, I don't want to use the word scramble, but it sounds as if um, you have to be resourceful in, in the way you have to react to late breaking news like right. you know, school closings and whatnot. One one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of you specifically, um, just gauging by how you engage gauging by how you interact with your scholars, as you call them, your students, you know, it seems as if you're very creative. And yeah. so I know you keep saying, you know, you're young in the game. I, I just want you to, I want you to wear the fact that you're the mo- one of the most more engaging educators I've, I've come across. And you're talking to a person who really, who my mom hooked me up with some, some really fascinating tutors and creative people Please don't ever sell yourself short. I, I love the way you engage with people. And I think your creativity, your creativity really is helpful during a time like now. Um, because I think that's what kids, that's what you're going to need that to keep kids engaged. So um, I know you, I know you had to get creative really quickly. Um, and even today, didn't you have to go into school today? And Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we were um, in schools today and yesterday to, essentially distribute Chromebooks and assignments. Um, so we kind of tried, to, we had to think on our feet, like you said, um, and be resourceful and kind of streamline. Okay. We don't want parents to feel like we felt because most teachers are pretty good at kind of hiding or, um, what's a better, like, um, presenting themselves as though like, you know, everything is cool. Everything is okay. When like behind closed doors, we are like, Oh my God, what is going on? So we didn't want parents to have that same feeling. So we kind of streamlined assignments um, and we had them coming to their child um, homeroom teacher to get one folder with all of their child's assignments in them. So we did, uh, we put assignments together um, with assignments that we had already created, but the different core teachers came together and put them in um specific folders for the students so they were just coming to get their assignments get their chromebooks get essentially reassurance um and some affirmation from teachers that you know we're gonna be accessible here's how you can reach us Uh, i even had i don't know if you saw it on my story a google hangout for um some of our scholars this morning just so they can kind of get a feel of um what the video chat is going to be like whenever um i post links for them to pop in and ask questions or get like some one-on-one um lessons or help so that's what we were doing yesterday and today just kind of like distribution and had like had a meeting um but yeah we we had to be really uh resourceful and it's it can be good but it can also uh be bad because like you said and again thank you for your affirming words a moment ago i really 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 appreciate that Mm -hmm. um like you said, there are teachers who are going to be very thoughtful with this and still try to create assignments that are meaningful, that are engaging, um, and that are going to um, be kind of sustainable, like, you know, so that when kids come back, it's not just, oh, I was working on things about 10 different topics that have nothing to do with what we're but like to really actually create some meaningful stuff but then on the other end you have teachers who may have um felt as though they just needed to create quote-unquote busy work or work to just kind of say they sent something so I was really proud of our team 
uh, and essentially, basically, uh, most of the teachers I spoke to at our school uh, who have really been thoughtful in creating assignments and also um, been equitable too. So we know that even though we had these two days where students uh, could come in and get their Chromebooks, not all of them were, were able to because that was one of the things I talked to um, some people about and even our principal about the time frames for scholars to come in and get their things were like really odd and yeah. you know like was, um, it, was it early like like too early so yeah and then they were different on both days so yesterday <laughs> uh it was in the afternoon mm -hmm. um what, what was it <laughs> no i get it no, and I, then I, this morning was like nine to one right. so it was like okay parents not to get off work or come during lunch or find someone to bring the child to come get the Chromebook or transportation. So it was like all these different issues. So I was really, really, really uh, excited when we had a good bit of scholarship able to come in and get the stuff, but it was still just like, yeah, a, like, I know it was a big disruption to a lot of families. Right. No, and I did take a moment to just look at your Instagram stories. Another great way you kind of, you engage um, adults with that. And I see you created the hangout. Um, where you know you invited students to to come on and and i'm sure that having the chromebook hopefully they have um internet access because i know Chromebooks, exactly that's another yeah, thing that's too. the other thing um so yeah i see a lot of people a lot of other schools uh either educators or counselors that i'm familiar with um you know yeah having the laptops available and tablets and whatnot but i i do hope like you said that there are um there are ways the kids can access the the learning materials, but it sounds as if the packets um, will probably be a very helpful source as well. But yeah, um, yeah you you mentioned a, a, a number. Uh, the other thing um, that I find interesting about your teaching style and I guess even your ethos is that there's a social justice element to um, how you go about educating your scholars, and yeah. you mentioned equity. Uh, several times already um, and access and you can you're making considerations for folks who all are not just you know your 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 classroom is not homogenous right right exactly yeah so um, tell me how important well I guess tell me what your main concern is for your students maybe the more um, the the students who need a little bit more help more resources what's your concern for them as the schools continue to close for at least the um duration of the month of of march um well i have a, a few concerns i don't want to say several because a lot of um our our students our scholars that come from or who are a part of vulnerable populations they're the most resilient and i hate like when people just throw those buzzwords around but like they 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 know how to make things shake, right. for lack of a better um, yeah. phrase, even though they shouldn't have to resort to that. But anyways, right. um, so like you mentioned a moment ago, I am worried about internet access. Um, and that's why like, I'm, I'm posting the, like, the free internet or the, the hotspots, all that. But again, I mean, if you don't have a hotspot near you, but someone's like, yeah, there's a hotspot here, are you going to be able to get transportation there? So... And then the libraries are closed, so they can't say, oh, I can go to the library or I can take my child, my nephew, my niece to the library. Right. So internet access is a... Uh, a yeah. uh, and, and, and cafes, like I, I might yeah. slide into a Starbucks, that's going to yeah. be closed on the inside as well. 
Um, now, yeah. um, when we were creating the assignments, we, we made sure to put physical copies of everything, even like scanning parts of books or primary sources, things of that nature, um, into their folders that we were giving out. So I know everything that my students are doing, the students that I teach are doing is um, accessible physically. So they have it on the platform, Google Classroom, but everything that's there is also um, in their folder and then also able to be supplemented with the physical book, which <laughs> we don't even use the book in our class. So this was, again, having to like use resources and really make sure it was equitable. <laughs> oh, that's my dog. Her name is <laughs> It's all good. It's real. <laughs> she does. That sounds um, like a big dog, by the way. <laughs> you have seen her. She is a boxer. So she is not huge, but she does have a big bark. A big bark. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> Hopefully that didn't alarm you. <laughs> no, it's, it's real. I've, I've seen people with their kids and their dogs on um, MSNBC. It's real right now. We're all home. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, no, nah, it's okay if a dog barks, please. Not, yeah. So, so yeah, you don't even really rely on textbooks per se, but um, yeah, it's it good to hear that you, you put physical copies of the lesson, you know, in, in, in as many kids' um, hands as possible. Right. Um, do you have any... Um, do you have any inclination as to when things might resume? I know we don't know, but I just want to know like what messaging you might have received from the district. So the messaging that we received was that the school closure would be until March 31st. However, thinking about the way our school calendar looks, they may end up just extending it through spring break. And then also thinking about what the um, pandemic epidemic um what if it escalates, um, then the dates are more likely to change and be extended. Yeah. Um, I think they just put in this like two week school closure as kind of like a, a minimal type of thing. Yeah. But Cause is, I, I kind of foresee it getting even, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for even the federal government to just go ahead and rip the bandaid off. I'm like, look, yeah. Um, Cause I've, I've seen things. Um, I've seen things from the federal government from, from state level saying um, dates as, as far away as July in terms of like festivals and restaurants opening back up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen so many closures here locally in Charleston. Um, yeah. I think, I think we're just, it's the tip of the iceberg Two two yeah. weeks is just, um, yeah, to get people, I guess, thinking about such significant time off. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think that's a lot. And uh, you know, Charleston school systems, are already stressed like our medical systems here in the state. Um, but you know, our, our state does struggle with, um, with getting through to students and, and uh, really providing quality education. It's not the fault of the teachers. We've seen a lot of groups advocate for changes. Um, I wanted to ask you, are, are you, again, um, you're someone who's passionate about social justice. Um, are you one of the teachers that, um, or have you lend have you lent your voice to, recent organizing at the state house um, regarding teacher pay and teacher conditions and whatnot. Have you joined, I guess, is it SC for Ed? Um, I have not. Yeah, that's the, the name of SC for Ed or Red for Ed. I have not uh, officially joined it. I, I'm not even sure if like there's an official way to join. I think it's just kind of like open. Yeah. Just show up, yeah. but <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. But I have um, participated in some like the organizing organizing efforts, and then have um, 
spoken to a couple of people who are like functioning within the organization um and i've been kind of trying to keep up with it but not as heavily as no i think that's i think that's fair i I would be because i'm kind of just kind of weary um of certain things but like i i really appreciate a lot of the efforts that yeah yeah well let me ask you this though um do you feel um is there are there things about teaching i know you said you arrived at education um through perhaps a different path than others but is there something about um what you know now two years in that you didn't know that you wish um could be improved is that is that a i guess a a good question several several things um in regards to like different policies and practices inside of classrooms inside of schools um or operating within like just this institution as a whole public education so yeah there are are several things i don't know if you want me to like go into it but yeah well this well maybe just your one top concern that you think is important to be vocal about Oh, I can get you like two or three. And now it's like no, whatever. I mean, like when you wake up in the morning, when your when your feet hit them hit the floor, and you gotta go in. Is there something that you just wish could be different, or is there a support system that you've seen it with other peers, perhaps in other either districts or other states? Um, you know, I have a I have a sister in law in Chicago. Of course, Chicago's a a big. Te- they have a huge teachers union um yeah. out there. I think unions for me is like I, I that's so foreign for me down here um i grew right. up yeah you know what i mean so i so when teachers need and i love sc for ed in terms of how they have been able to mobilize um i, I you know i i do too have some observations about them from just the outside um mm-hmm. i do like the fact that they did they were able to mobilize um on mass at the state house dome um yeah. but in terms of really getting things done and really forcing the hand um of lawmakers i don't know because I'm not a labor law expert, but I just don't know how much leverage they have. Um, you know, I, I, I just, and I'm a person who graduated from Charleston high schools. And um, I said this, I've, if I've said this once, I've said it a billion times, like, you know, it's, it's so freaking disheartening to see the same things that I had to deal with, lack of engagement, disinvestment, um, schools consolidating, um, it's so, it's so just, you know, kind of like disheartening to see some of the things that I went through, um, still persisting. And, yeah. um, that's why it's always, it's really, really rad to see someone like yourself, young and vivacious and creative trying to affect change in the classroom. Um, but I, I just didn't know maybe if there's one or two, you can share whatever you want, but like, if there's something that you would change, is it teacher, teacher pay? Is it, is it I mean- unions? <laughs> So in regards to, because I'm I'm looking at it from from both perspectives. So perspective of like what teachers need versus what students need. That's why it's like hard for me to just say one thing. But um, of course, uh, teacher pay. I don't want that to be centered really because it's just so much more than that. But of course that, but also just more um, wraparound services for students. Um, experiencing or who have experienced certain trauma um and so having more wellness experts in schools right so from school psychologists to guidance counselors to mental health counselors because I people um not at their own uh, at the father of their own 
kind of confuse the three or just kind of merge the three into one person. But those are three different um, people with three very different roles. So yeah, more services for students um, from that standpoint. But then also, and I know this is, this has more light being shed on it every day uh, in regards to um, unnecessary and excessive like policing in schools. And we can look at that from a macro um, level and a micro level, right? So whenever I mentioned that, I'm always like, okay, let me break down what I say about that. Cause it's not just the SRO, right? Um, of course, that's one of the major uh, issues or like just police in general who are in schools, but under the guise of SRO, um, but like tone, cultural and behavioral um, policing in schools. Um, so that definitely needs to change. Like that connects to the conversations being had about cultural competence, um, cultural relevancy and cultural responsiveness. Yeah, yeah. Cultural, cultural responsiveness is huge. And I, I think yeah. I saw you attended a conference or something. Look at me lurking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I saw you some, but no, but it was dope that you were kind of mentioning some of these themes and it sparked my curiosity. Sounds like... um. Sounds like you're talking about student advocacy. Sounds like you're more yeah, of a so student. that's another kid. thing, too. Because yeah, um, yeah. uh, CCSD, uh, at the bottom of all our emails and on all of our, our uh, mailers or whatever, whenever you see a CCSD logo and you see, like, the heart, and then it's like students are the heart of our work or students are the center of our work or excellence is our standard, like all those little, little, little buzzwords and things of that nature, but are they really? So that's another thing that I've been um, – kind of shifting my focus towards and it's like not me necessarily advocating for students all the time but also like creating the space or um having someone with the power um create more space for students voices to be heard um like with the the merging of schools right now um we know so it's a lot happening behind the scenes and they just come out and say the new thing that is going to be done. And then sometimes teachers have a voice in that. Sometimes a community has a voice in that. But if you really zoom in, where is the student voice, right? Um, so I've been myself and other teachers have been trying to make sure whenever we are granted the space to have our voice heard in regards to certain situations that we also say, hey, have you have you spoken to or do you plan to um, speak to or get student uh, input on this? And then a lot of times it's like a blank face and then like a, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then a, a rambling. But yeah, that- No, 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 I think that's it. I think you're finding, I literally think you're finding your voice and- um, I really do think that I uh, that you offer a perspective that's important for people. Um, I think to hear like younger educators who are trying to affect change and and um, what what you know that's why it's important to talk to you so I can know what your priorities are. And yeah. um, so I, I think also that helps me. Um, I'm always like advocating for for the little person, so to so to speak, yeah. or the marginalized person. So it's easy for me to kind of shift to the student. And plus, I had like the most like unsavory to me. I had an, an unsavory educational experience here in South Carolina. Yeah. Um, so I'm always thinking about the students first, and I know teachers are as well. But I do think a lot of the students' uh, voices 
got lost or get contend to get lost in this whole fight for um what teachers you know teacher pay and whatnot but yeah. what teachers which what some teachers are going through is real like I see some teachers driving uber and you know second jobs and all of that and that's to my content partner she got about three jobs oh wow that's that's about it like yeah yeah it's I can imagine like having a family in you know what or whatever and having to just have to do that but yeah that's unheard of for me in terms of just uh, it it just I can't believe we devalue so much but I do hope like with everything I try to tell my friends my creative friends like yeah it, it sucks right now but I think this is a moment for teachers to really, really push for some things. Um, mm-hmm. This is, and I think also for you, like you continue to showcase your your aptitude for um, reaching out to younger populations and being creative. I think that that's something um, you really. I, I'm. I don't know why I'm acting like your your manager or your momager or whatever. <laughs> um, but no, you really no, sir. You really do need to like. I don't know if you already do it and I just don't know you blog or you, yeah, <laughs> but, no. I, but I mean, <laughs> it's a, it's a thought. Like I, I really do want to make a, um, a larger like impact, not for like the monetary purpose. Cause I see teachers monetizing this thing. That's why I try to put a lot of stuff on social media or it'd be like, hit me up if you want what I just posted or whatever. But, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. We don't want to exploit you know yeah, yeah they, and I, that's how I feel too that's what that's why like when I do if I do social media whatever all my stuff is janky but when I work for someone else I'm really good but <laughs> <laughs> but when I when I do my own brand or whatever this is it's like I care about it so much that I don't want to make it into a business I don't want to be a professional yeah. activist at all right Mm-mm. like that that um list of what Charleston's best Nah, they had me on the list of what um best activists. I said I wish I would. Wait, they had wait what? That was a list like people could vote for like a yeah. and somebody was like and I love my friends were like you should you should promote them like I love y'all but if you think I'm gonna promote myself and if I get voted best activist I'm like gonna... what that look like? <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh like I, I mean you up there but at the same time it's kind of like oh the revolutionary is looking like. No, uh, nah, that's not that's not the move for me at all. Um, but you know, uh, yeah. So I I feel, I feel you. I feel a little bit of that from you. Like you want to make sure you remain true to what what the goal is. But um, yeah. I I just I also I want to check in with you. You talk about resources for kids. Um, you not being I guess in the classroom in the traditional sense. How are you um how are you managing in terms of like your, you know, are you upbeat? Are you optimistic about things right now? Um, I am because I feel like we've created such um a beautiful culture in our classroom that that's gonna happen wherever they are. So not even like bragging or anything like that, just being honest. I'm I'm not stressed. At first, I was about to get stressed because I'm an overthinker. So I was like, how am I going to create, like, creative, engaging, meaningful, like, not just busy work type of stuff? I'm not that teacher to just toss a book at them. So, yeah. But I got past that and was like, oh, yeah, we can do this. Um, so I'm, I'm pretty – I'm optimistic, especially, like I said, considering the amount of um, scholars, I were, scholars I was able to see between today and yesterday and how they came in um, – in good moods and in good spirits because again like they know we're not i'm not gonna leave them hanging so i'm really really um 
hoping that that's the sentiment across the district. I know that may be a very optimistic thing to say, but that's where I am right now. Um, and there are, I'm also optimistic because there are so many resources floating around online. And again, I know that's an accessibility thing too, because I mean, every parent is not on Facebook. Every parent is not in those little groups. Um, all kids aren't on social media, but I have seen a lot of resources um, floating around. And then I also wrote some down here. So like maybe like at the end or whatever, I can share some of the online resources. Um, that yeah. No, because I, I was going to ask you like, um, because it's so funny because I reached out to Ohm on Monday morning. I'm like, what are we doing? We need to be in the studio. <laughs> and I know, I know my own radio family is like, this girl's always on level 10. Um, and I, and good uh, reason. <laughs> thank you thank you for validating and affirming me <laughs> um but no and I was like we need to be on air and so they were like well if you make a show we'll put it <laughs> we'll play it <laughs> and um so but but uh the the woman that actually runs own um I keep forgetting Vicky's title officially but I want to say executive director she actually shared a screenshot and it was featuring it was somebody who screenshotted your <laughs> Instagram stories. It's like, hey, yeah, if you provide content like this, that'd be great. So <laughs> I was like, at first I was like, um, I'm like, wait, who whose content they showing me and telling me who to I'm like, oh okay, it's Candace. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am too honored right now. <laughs> you should be. I was like, I'm like, Vicky, how you know what's good? But um but yeah, I know I, I shout out to um Marcus Amaker. It was Marcus Amaker's Yes, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he had screenshot it, shot it. He screenshot your. <laughs> do you teach language arts? <laughs> no, he um he screenshot your um stories and shared it, and then Vicky shared it with me. So I did want to kind of go over like what are the things that you've been sharing in social media in terms of resources for parents and students that might be listening, um or, or just even friends of parents. Um, what resources are important and then you and I can correspond via email too like and I can I can get that too but yeah what what resources do you think is important to sh important to share right now um well of course if we start at like um people's basic needs right so uh the food for like breakfast and lunch that CCST is providing make sure um we're, we're uh, boosting that so they're only providing it and I hate I don't want to say only but I just feel like so much more could be done but um at 15 different locations with majority of them being elementary schools um that can be found online ccsd schools uh if you scroll down i believe it's still on the home page yeah it is i'm i um looked at that this morning when i was rambling on my live feed no um yeah the ccsd website okay i'll list i'll list that as well but keep going um and then they have the menus there too um, for the the grab and go or like or the drive up meals, then there are the like I mentioned earlier the hot spots. So if your child or the child you interact with or or over um, has their device, get down. If they have their device, they can go to the hot spots um, or just kind of look on their phone to 
see if there's a hotspot around them. Uh, Xfinity um, through Comcast has that open. Um, the free internet services that are being offered by Comcast. And then also, because I, I dug into that a little bit, I was like, okay, it's nice that they're offering the free internet services, but what if folks don't have a laptop or a computer? So um, if you go a little bit deeper into their site, they have quote unquote low cost um, computers that you can purchase. And but you have to apply for the the free internet um, service first. But the computers, uh, just so people know, because I know the low cost can be right, right, uh, still still a barrier, right? Yeah, it uh is one hundred forty nine dollars from what I could see, because it was kind of like a wall up, because it was like you have to apply first. But I was kind of trying to see behind that. Um, so it was one hundred forty nine dollars for one of the computers that are on there, and then just. Um, again, to kind of lower some of the anxiety, uh, for people who will be watching, or a lot of people are going ahead and and throwing out the term homeschooling children to make sure you're not overwhelming them. Um, so try to incorporate non-academic activities into your child's schedule. Even if you like, you're going to be at work and not home, remind them that they have several things they can do besides their work, but to, to still get their work done. So incorporating some, maybe some fitness or board games, pull out those old card games that you may not even been thinking about, arts and crafts, even set aside some time for like goal setting or intention setting or um, like one of my favorite educators right now, Bettina Love, which she refers to freedom dreaming. So amidst everything that's going on, have them kind of map out what they think society should be doing right now, right? To respond to this or what they think society should look like or should have looked like before this in regards to, again, back to those words, equality or equity or just justice in general, um, people having certain things. But back to the resources, some online resources uh, for things like, I know social studies and math uh, on this one, Khan Academy is a really great resource. Yeah, shout out uh, to Khan Academy. Yeah. I even use that too. <laughs> math and social studies. So you just type in a search bar, whatever your child is studying or wants to just learn, randomly learn about and see if it's on there. They have several resources, videos, articles, all of that. Yeah. Um, and then you I- go ahead. I like your resources because it doesn't just, um, you know, turn kids into some like, like regurgitation machines. Right. Like you want to encourage critical thinking. You want to encourage um, emotional health, Absolutely. mental health. Um, you know, I, I think too, the way we approach education largely, not everyone um, um, is like, we just get kids in a room and they, you know, inundate them with things to remember and then have them spit it out during exam time. Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I think this is a, the world is their classroom right now. And it, it doesn't have to look as rigid as what maybe me and you maybe sat through when we were younger. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to, I don't know, you probably had a good education experience, but, um, and I did too, like when I was younger, when it was, but more, it was that drill and kill type of thing. It was, oh my you know, God. teacher why they clicked through that PowerPoint or gave you that lecture <laughs> and yeah. no, that that's real. And, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, it's, I, I know that, um, you know, children need more, more things than just reading a textbook. But if, and, and that's something I've, I've been seeing though, there have been some really amazing parents who look like they may have had a background in education themselves, really um, make learning fun and interactive as opposed to just like a, a chore to get through. 
Um, and yeah, and I, and I, I know that going out to public spaces might be a challenge. I, it looks like the Charleston County parks is still open, even okay. though they're shut down events, they have the parks are still open. Um, but maybe folks can, um, you know, create their own field trips with just a small family or small gathering too. Right. And then um, speaking of uh, field trips, so a lot of uh, online platforms have virtual field trips um, or virtual tours uh, of museums or of like just different places in the world, really cool places in the world. So that's another thing. Oh, wow. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Um, Google Earth has a lot of uh, virtual trips that students can take. Um, Airpanel.com, um, Travel and Leisure, they have a lot of virtual trips. Um, and then also um, CCSD School Libraries uh, Learning from Home. If you Google that, they have several resources on there from read alouds to ebooks uh what else ask your librarian so i know the librarians uh within the district are planning on doing like a, a read aloud day i'm not sure which day it is or if they're gonna do it across several different days but those are um gonna be really good but then also youtube has a lot of this stuff too yeah then, how, how how soon do you think we're gonna have like vr headsets <laughs> students gonna be putting on some classes already have that. Really? Yes. I went to um, what did they call it the other day? They called it a, a caravan. Basically, where we had to uh, analyze and kind of listen to presentations on the um new books that may well that were going to be voted on for next year because they're changing the social studies and math standards. So I was in the social studies one for representing our school. So mm-hmm. they were from like national. The book companies were like National Geographic, McGraw Hill, Hardcore M- M- Mifflin. Um, and like two other ones, and at least two of them came with like virtual. Oh God, I don't even know what you call it, but yeah, essentially the virtual, the virtual reality like headset. Yeah, yeah, where they can go and put on their the glasses or put their phone in like a. Yep. And I was just sitting there like, oh my god, the like Oculus yeah. Rift, the Oculus Rift thing, like you put your phone in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. You're already there, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'm really um, if there aren't any more resources, or if you have any more, just just forward them to me, and I definitely will continue to promote. I'll definitely continue to promote um all the things that you think is important, and I will be lurking in your stories, even though I don't have any children. <laughs> it's not lurking. You're just keeping up with a good. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm like a good friend. <laughs> No, no, it's it's cool. I already, like you said, I already screenshotted um, some of the content and the grab and go meals things. And I definitely want to share as much as possible with folks. So if you have anything that you want to send me, just you can either text me and um, or I, I'll send you my email address. But I really I thank you so much for everything you're doing and uh, for being a critical voice. You have to be a critical voice in, in education here. So um, I appreciate you for doing that. <laughs> No problem. Thank right. you. No problem. We'll talk. We'll talk soon. Hopefully, take care. All right. You too. Bye bye. Safe. All right. <laughs>